They create snapshots of life. Welcome to the place where lyrics ignite meaningful conversations. I'm Angela Poe Russell, and this is Lyrics to Life. She thinks life is fair and God hears every prayer and everyone gets there ever after. In today's episode, country music singer-songwriter Mickey Guyton. To see women within this industry, within country music, being discriminated against. Like, I'm literally seeing it before my eyes. Do you let her think the deck's not stacked and gay or straight or white or black? You just dreaming anything can happen. And her song that asks a burning question. But what are you gonna tell her? When she's wrong, will you just try and say it's been that way all along? What are you gonna tell her? What are you gonna tell her? Another amazing Mickey Guyton song in today's Lyrics to Life. Hi, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. No problem. I just wanted, every now and then, you have issues with these this technology. So I just wanted to double check. No, I'm so sorry. I was talking on my other interview and I looked and I saw 1042. I was like, girl, I gotta go. So I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. No problem at all. Um, I'm doing great. It's good to see you. So you're a cat person. Yeah, girl, <laughs> I'm an animal person. Yeah. I've got two cats and two dogs. Oh, wow. You're busy. So I have to tell you, so I was starting a new job in March and my co-host pulled me to the side and said, Angela, you have to hear this song. And I had not heard your name. And we sat in the back of the car, just listening to what are you going to tell her? And we were just, we were just blown away. It was, um, you know, we felt seen. And yeah. I, I, so I guess I just want to know what inspired yeah. you to write this song? Yeah. Well, being in, I sing country music. And this industry is very hard and it's hard to be seen in a space where you don't, I mean, you know, where you don't look like everybody. And not only that, to see women within this industry, within country music being discriminated against, like I'm literally seeing it before my eyes and as a black woman, I cannot not say anything knowing what it feels like to be discriminated against. Like I've known it my whole life. And this industry has always been like, we need light and fluffy on radio. You need a radio up-tempo hit. We don't want to hear those kind of songs. And that's what's in my heart to sing. And I'd been so not really recognized within the industry. I was like, well, I'm just going to write what's on my heart. There's nothing left to lose. I've just got to write what's on my heart. And I quit drinking almost nine months ago because I developed a little bit of a drinking problem, um, coping with Nashville. And once I did that, I had so much clarity in seeing the world around me. And back in February, I went to the Universal Grammy after party 
And I remember I walked the red carpet and I saw like Haley Steinfeld and Billie Eilish. And I'm walking up there like these people don't even know who I am. Why am I walking on this red carpet? I felt very, very out of place. And when I went in there, I just saw all these beautiful women just surrounded by men in suits. And I kept thinking to myself, I know what I've had to go through to get to this point. What have they had to go through to get to this point? And I remember my manager was going to introduce me to this big wig at some major company. And my husband was following behind kind of far so I could do my business, you know. And I went to shake this guy's hand in his velvet suit with his drink and him feeling all great. And I like turned it on and batted my eyes and I felt horrible about myself in that moment. I remember I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, this is not me. We deserve better. And that was on a Sunday and I had a writing session in Nashville with some of my favorite writers. And the only reason why I flew back was for this writing session or else I wouldn't have gone back. So I was at a UMG after party. And then at 5 a.m. I was on a flight going back to Nashville and I landed got my car and went straight to this writing session. And I was still feeling all of those feelings from that after party Mm -hmm. and thinking of all the things that I've gone through as a woman from when I was a little girl on and, and just seeing how like you tell us, Oh, you can do whatever you want. You're going to find the love. You're going to do all of these things. And then life happens and you realize that is not the case. And we wrote that song that day. And I remember as we were writing it, I was crying as we recorded it. What you heard was essentially my demo vocal. Like that was fresh off of that. And I didn't even want to sing. I wanted to go home and come back. And they were like, no, Mickey, you've got to sing this today. And I remember like we had to take breaks in between because I was just. So emotional. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. You know, you talk about um, just seeing discrimination. And so often, at least, I don't know how you were raised, but I was kind of like taught to like, keep it moving, don't call it out because people are going to think you're playing the race card. So how, or, you know, whatever other card is out there because you're a woman and you're a black woman. (laughs) So pick a card. You don't want to be the mad black woman, right? Yeah. So how did you get the courage to speak truth to this? Well, I have so much clarity now and I don't know. It's almost like God put it on my heart and I'm the type of person it's not real. I'm really, it's really hard for me to fight for myself but I will fight for others with a quickness. It's so easy for me. Same. And so I took myself and my own personal, you know, insecurities, issues, whatever. And I just put them to the side and I realized I have nothing left to lose and I can't and will not keep my mouth shut. And, and I'm able to have much, so much more clarity. So when the trolls do come after me, which is usually a Steve always a Steven man. It's always a Steven (laughs) that come after me. I was able to see it as like, I'm not scared of these people. 
because I know what I'm doing is right. And I know what I'm doing. I'm speaking the truth. You know, how do you, people can get mad at you for speaking the truth, but they can't be mad for long because the truth is the truth. Yeah. It's not That's like I'm speaking long. Career, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know. I, I quit even caring about my career. I was like, this is just not right. There's such a, it's so uneven <laughs> and I can't, there's a little seven-year-old girl right now. I was that seven-year-old girl. You were that seven-year-old girl. And I don't, even, I don't even know what you went through in your life, but I can imagine not everything was great. And you didn't have anybody always protecting you. And I didn't yeah. always have someone protecting me. And I don't want that to happen to that little girl. I refuse to sit there and allow that to happen anymore. That's who I'm thinking about. I'm looking at these girls in the country music industry that are singing their butts off and, and, and can't pay their bills, losing their voices, being turned away, told they're not enough, told them, yeah, mm, but next time, which is our life, which as a black woman, that's our life all the time. So if this song is kind of calling out what you've been experiencing, what a lot of people, a lot of women have been experiencing, what has been the reaction from the very industry where you've experienced some of that? Well, I sang this song at this event called CRS. It's the, um, what does it stand for? CRS week is the. I don't remember the name of it, but I saw that performance. CRS, I'm like, I'm, I'm so. Like Google search. <laughs> Hold is on. It radio? Is it country radio? Country radio seminar. Thank okay. you. Okay. We did it. <laughs> Yes, country seminar week, and what happens is all the radio programmers around across the United States come to Nashville, and they just see all the talent and the artists, and they just go and see all this, and we're basically at their beck and call and play our music for all of them and try to to show us all the show them all the great things we've got going on. And my label, who is ran by a woman, this song even touched her. And I even saw like women within my label feeling this way. And I realized, oh my God, everybody's looking for me as this, like, like I'm speaking for all of them. And so Cindy Mabe asked me to sing it at country radio seminar. And I hadn't sang at the country radio seminar in like five years. And so she asked me to sing this song and she says, you cannot cry. You cannot cry singing this song. So I had to listen to it about a hundred times before I couldn't with or before I'd stop getting emotional over it. And so I sang it in front of at the Ryman in front of all of these same radio people that I'd sang for on at in the past. And I'll never forget it. It was time for me to walk out there. And I was like, well. I can pretty much kiss my career goodbye, but it's not about me right now. And I walked out there and I sang that song and I got this standing ovation and, and it was just such a beautiful response and people accepted it. It was crazy. They expect, they accepted my truth, our truth. There's something about the truth, right? That something about the truth. Yeah. And told in a way that 
calls us to ask a question. And yeah. so you know, I hear the song and I have two daughters, one 12 and one 14. Uh. And I'm like, so what am I going to tell her? Because there's this whole debate. Like, do we set our kids up and do we tell them, look, you have to be twice as good. Like you have to be twice as good. Or do we tell them, you know, look, you can do anything. You can be president. So what are, what are we supposed to tell You know, I'm asking you, what are you hoping we tell them? Or is this mainly just a call to people to say it's more rhetorical and asking them just to think about their actions? It's, I think it's more rhetorical because honestly, I don't even have the answers. I know I want my daughters in self-defense classes and to, you know, once they're off to college, like I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared being in the music industry and being in a room with a producer that may have not been very appropriate with me. I didn't have that kind of training, you know? And a lot of us don't like, we're just supposed to deal with it. And when it happens to us, we're like, it's freeze. You it's freeze. freeze. You yeah. freeze. And then you just like, don't want to make it uncomfortable. So you deal with it, you know, like, yeah. and that's just one of the many, 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 many things that we've dealt with. So I don't have the answers, but maybe if we can all think about it as fathers, like if they have a daughter, we've got to, implement something in our system to protect them, educate. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, you must have been blown away by the number of women who've experienced similar things to you and me. I mean, when you look at the numbers, um, just talking about sexual assault, you know, oh. on women, I think it's like one in four and that's reported. Like that's, that's reported. That's reported because how many have we not said anything? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been in rooms and it was like one out of every three or out of every two. It was like all of us. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, um, and I have to imagine that for you, do you, when you look back at it, do you think the drinking was kind of a way of, of just coping with everything? Absolutely. Drinking was a cope, um, was a coping mechanism for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, absolutely. Everyone finds different ways to, to cope, but the beautiful thing is that you have so much clarity now and you're doing so much clarity. It is so clear. Like getting that out of my life was such a beautiful thing. I tell everybody, Oh my God, like you're so focused and you're able to see everything for what it is. Yeah. Well, let me just ask you this then about what are you going to tell her? What do you hope when girls hear it that they take away? Girls like my daughters who it yeah. has resonated with all the way. I hope that it gives them a sense of like that they're seen, like you said. Like I hope they know that they're seen. And that there is a space for them, that I see them, like that they are not alone. I hope it gives them a sense of that they know that they're not alone. I really, really do. And that there are people out that there are fighting for them. Yeah, they totally feel that. They it's totally cool. feel that. I'm they, fighting they for your daughters, girl. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you too. Bye.
Well, thanks again to Mickey for sharing her story and her music with us. Be sure to show her some love on Instagram and check out her music on Tidal, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to music. Thank you for listening to Lyrics to Life. If there's a song you'd like to explore and talk about, let us know on Instagram or send us an email to lyricstolifepodcast at gmail.com. That's lyricstolifepodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, I'm Angela Poe Russell.